The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. En el nombre de un solo Dios, Creador, Redentor y Santificador. Amen. Don't worry, it is in, Spanish, in English. <laughs> I see some faces. This is a good crowd this morning, but I tell you, if we wanted to have a packed church this morning, all we had to do is to put a sign at the top of the driveway that read, Jesus, Pharisee, meal, Sabbath, Join us on Sunday at 9 a.m. You do not want to miss this juicy story of controversy. There will be provocation. Jesus will not disappoint. It is clear that Jesus annoys the heck out of the Pharisees. In Luke's Gospel, Jesus' first Sabbath controversy appears in chapter 6. Jesus' young disciples are hungry and start plucking heads of grain on the field, and the Pharisees get all bent out of shape. On another Sabbath, he cures a man with a withered hand in the temple. In chapter 11, he is invited to another dinner party by another Pharisee, 
and chastises the group for being so focused on outward appearance and for loading the disadvantaged with burdens and not lifting a finger to ease them. And in chapter 13, he again heals on the Sabbath a woman who had been bent over for 18 years, unable to stand up straight. Christians of the U.S. American persuasion tend to be comfortable with the Jesus who is the Son of God, of course. The word incarnate, yes. The healer with the gentle touch. The sage, or if sage is a little too much out there for you, a little too liberal, let's call it teacher. Or Jesus the prophet. But what about Jesus who ate with unclean hands and hung around with the undesirables? What about Jesus who was called a glutton and drank more than his enemies considered acceptable? And what about Jesus the radical loud mouth who said out loud what the privileged did not want to hear. That Jesus is a bit too much to stomach. It is no wonder that a lot of what is known as Christianity in this country blatantly ignores Jesus' teachings, such as the one in today's gospel lesson. Jesus is invited to a dinner party on the Sabbath, hosted by the leader of the Pharisees. And Jesus is clearly controversial. They were watching him closely. Immediately after he arrives, in a passage omitted in today's reading, he sees a man with dropsy, an illness that causes severe swelling, and he heals him in the presence of the Pharisees. Let us remember that the Pharisees followed a strict interpretation of Jewish law, and according to their interpretation, healing on the Sabbath was forbidden. This is immediately followed by Jesus rebuking everyone there for their focus on honor and status. To those seeking the most prestigious sitting spaces at the table, he tells a parable that ends with the well-known aphorism, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. To the host, he says, when you throw a party, don't just invite your friends and relatives and rich people, Invite the poor, the blind, the lame, and the crippled. People who can't ever turn the favor, return the favor. This is a radical critique of the social and political practices of that time and place. The ancient Middle East culture was focused on honor and shame. And this meant 
Every move people made was calculated to increase their honor and decrease their shame. This was especially true about dinner parties. It was a big deal who was invited and who got to sit where. These details dictated the guest list and the sitting arrangement of the next party. Every interaction was calculated to benefit one's reputation. Jesus challenges the host to do something unusual, even radical. Go outside the circle of influence and patronage by inviting people who can never return the favor and who could never adequately express their gratitude. Ancient Rome was structured politically like a pyramid with the emperor at the top. Everything flowed down from the emperor and there was very little left by the time it reached the masses at the bottom. Gifts, mostly in the form of economic benefits, flowed down, and gratitude, both in the form of appreciation but more often as taxes, flowed up. We would like to think that these social issues are things of the first century world of the New Testament and not problems of the Western democracy of our time. But social distinctions do matter far too often in our time, even in Christian communities. What was explicit in the ancient world is implicit in our contexts. Democracy was initially meant to offer a fair, more equitable alternative to systems of patronage and feudalism. But as commercial interests have overtaken democratic ideals, things have changed. Politicians in this nation, for instance, are bound to lobbyists, political action committees, and corporations that give them millions and millions of dollars to run their campaigns. Politicians are then much more likely to vote for the policies those groups want. Our country's founders hoped to create a society that operated differently, but we have ended up with yet another pyramid culture in which power and money are concentrated at the very top. And this is why this story in the Gospel of Luke is still so relevant today. Jesus calls us to seek to live by a different social system marked by radical inclusion. Jesus calls us to reach out to the poor, the blind, the lame, and the crippled. And who are these people in our day? They are those at the margins of society. The LGBTQ teenager who is thrown out of home for their religious, from the, by the religious parents because of their sexual orientation. The margins of society, 
the transgender person terrified of how government policies will impact their life. Margins of society. The immigrant who has lived in this country for decades, working hard, and now lives in fear of being deported. Margins of society. The asylum seekers who are being treated like they are less than human by our nation's government. The margins of society. The person of color who has been profiled and wrongfully imprisoned. The margins of society. The Muslim person who is looked upon with suspicion, prejudice, or even rage. Jesus calls us to the God of infinite mercy and love. A mercy and love that is available to every single one of us. No one is excluded. Que así sea, en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Amén.